Good morning. Welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me at 215-259-3687 or on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. I wanted to talk to you briefly today about cross-examination of the defense medical expert. So this is pretty much just kind of a precy or a little summation of things to think about as you are cross-examining or preparing to cross-examine defense experts. I take this probably more seriously than any other part of the pretrial preparation. The reason for that is, first, you know, when you're preparing to cross the defense expert, it allows you to sort of crystallize the plaintiff's side of the case, and it forces you to go through and and review the medical records in exquisite detail. Now, I've I've spoken to, and I know lawyers who don't like to cross defense experts because they don't think they know as much as the doctors do. Um, I don't think that's probably a good way to practice personal injury law since one of the big places where we add value is, is reducing the defense experts' positions to nonsense. And frankly, that's most of the time how I look at the defense expert. I look at them primarily like they're, you know, paid whores, that they're giving an opinion, it has no relation to reality, and they're going to stick to their guns. They're professional witnesses. They've testified more than I've crossed anyone on the history of mankind. Many of them have reviewed cases for 20 or 30 years and testified thousands of times. So what are the important things that I do to prepare for a defense expert. First, always get prior testimony, even if it's unrelated to the case. You know, it's nice to have, you know, a similar situation where the doctor is talking about a rear-end car accident, you're cross-examining him or her on a rear-end car accident. That's not always possible, uh, and it costs money to get transcripts, but I'll usually spend $500 to get five or more transcripts for a defense expert just to see kind of what they're like and, and how they how they approach the case and, and to kind of keep a, an ear out for consistent statements they make that are untrue or easily <clears throat> undermined. So, for example, I had an expert once who, in all of his testimonies, would always say, well, I stopped doing surgery because my wife got breast cancer. Now, an orthopedic surgeon who doesn't do surgery, who's testifying as an expert, to me is a load of bunk or hooey or BS or whatever you want to call it. But it's awfully hard for me to stomach that this guy is legit if he's no longer doing surgery anymore. Basically, he's just become, you know, a primary care doc and he happens to do expert witnessing. So, but I knew that this doc was, would always say, oh, my wife, my wife had breast cancer. That's why I stopped doing surgery. I don't know if that's true or not. It sounds like hooey to me, but I made a specific point during the deposition. As soon as he opened his mouth about why he stopped doing surgery to put an objection on the record and to forcefully tell him that I knew where he was going and that that was not acceptable conduct. The other thing is I'm sort of trained as a med mal defense lawyer 
and I used to defend doctors and I used to have to cross-examine plaintiff's experts. And I always thought the plaintiff's experts were whores on the other side. But anyway, um, the important one of the important things I learned from my one of my bosses in Boston, a guy named Marty Foster, was that you know the collateral attack, like oh you've testified a thousand times or oh you've made a million dollars doing this, that doesn't really sway people in terms of understanding or undermining the experts' opinions. So. You know, if you've had a, my, my approach is always to put the collateral stuff at the end. And if I need it during the deposition, I have prepared certain specific points that the experts said in prior testimonies to beat them up with. Uh, most of the time on the second or third time when I pull out a transcript, the expert concedes immediately the point I'm making. But usually, you know, the, the bad stuff about how much money you've made and how you're a paid expert witness or a professional witness, I leave that for the end. You know, it allows you a nice, clean, easy way to finish up the exam if you've done well. If you've done poorly, it allows you a way to sort of switch gears and, and get the expert on some stuff that, you know, you, you know what they're going to say roughly. And most of the time, you know, the paid experts who do this all the time are going to concede that, you know, that stuff pretty quickly. And, and some of the experts, you know, there's a guy named Bruce Cherish who's a cardiologist who does a lot of plaintiff's work. Uh, you know, his approach is that, no, I'm not a paid whore. The <laughs> lawyers think very highly of me, and therefore I'm in high demand, and that's why I testify so much. So, you know, I don't know if people buy that or not, but that's one approach. The other, you know, important thing with crossing defense experts that you have to know is that they are, to a great extent, you know, paid whores. I guess people would say the same thing about plaintiff's experts to some extent, except that we you get to use our clients treating doctors on occasion when they are cooperative, which is not always the case. Nevertheless, if you're crossing a defense expert who's a regular, you know, frequent flyer in this area, you've got to believe that he or she does not know the medical records, that they are unprepared for their testimony, and they're really not prepared to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you on anything beyond their report. So, you know, even if they're really well prepared by their defense counsel, even if they have a theme in mind or an approach, inevitably they have not read all the evidence in the case that would inform their opinion. In med mal medical malpractice cases, that's not the case. The doctors are much better prepared the medical issues are much more complex, and, and, and oftentimes the doctors are much more um, capable as witnesses. But in auto cases and slip and falls, the doctors are just cranking out opinions saying this person had no injury related to this incident, um, and that's the end of that. So inevitably, you know, you see nonsense preparation by the defense experts, and they'll essentially say, well, I can't be responsible for all the medical records. Well, if you can't be responsible for all the medical records, what the hell are you doing testifying as an expert in the case? You know, you're essentially saying to the jury, like, well, I did this one exam, I saw this one person one time, um, and I'm able to render opinions on the entire course of their care. And, you know, you need to unpack that as a lawyer and go through what they've reviewed and what they haven't, what they remembered and what they haven't. But inevitably, 
you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a defense expert who could quote chapter and verse from a plaintiff's deposition, you know, unless there's something incredibly damning or harmful to the plaintiff in there, then they'll be able to quote that one line. A lot of times, you know, the defense experts will use, you know, essentially just childish approaches like, you know, ignoring pertinent medical records rather than actually addressing them. So, you know, if there's something harmful in the records for the defense, the, the defense expert will just gloss it over in their report or not even mention it. And as soon as you, you point it out to them, they they've sort of fall back on their theme or on the other records that they want to talk about. But it's kind of childish, you know, it's like, you know, putting your head in the sand. But it's, you know, it's my job and it's to, to really aggressively attack that. And so my approach has always been put collateral source at the end, leave it as a bailout if you need it, and then, you know, aggressively unpack first what went into this expert's opinions and, and you know, go through one, two, or three what, what their opinions are. And I don't care too much if they, you know, yell back at me or I have to yell at them. I, that's just part of the gig. But for the most part, I expect to give them a very tough going over on their medical theories. And, you know, I'll do a lot of research on the medicine <clears throat> to go into that. Like, I happen to have my wife as a physician, so I get some extra medical help. Uh, but I spend a lot of time researching the medicine you know, before we push something to trial, because I know I'm going to have to cross the defense doctor. So, you know, there are ways to to approach these doctors, but usually getting them to explain what their theory is and why, what it's based on in simple, straightforward terms, and getting them to concede things that are helpful to your position is a big step in the right direction. Then you get to, like, I have a case coming up where the doctor conceded that my client has injuries, that she needs 100000 in future medical care, that this, that, and the other thing. It's just he said that, you know, it's not related to the car accident. Okay, but that's a huge concession. You know, it, it, it allows me to say to the jury, both doctors, plaintiff and defense, agree on her needs and her care and, and her injuries. The only thing they don't agree on is what's connected and what's causally related. And that's a question for the jury. And for the most part, you know, when someone never had back injections before a car accident, then all of a sudden they need back injections. It's disingenuous, bordering on BS and flim flam or whatever you want to call it for a doctor to say, no, 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 totally unrelated. So that's the goal is to get the concessions and push aggressively to find out what the doctor's opinions are. If your lawyer is not willing to do that or not able to, um, you got to think hard about that. So anyway, that's enough for today. This is Ask Andy. I hold people accountable. <laughs>